You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome, everybody, to our new true crime podcast. My name is Shelly. And I'm Eric. So this podcast is going to be about... Be about murder, cold cases, missing people, unnatural shit going on in the world. And we're just uh, going to discuss it. She's got all the stories. She's going to read them out to me. I haven't heard them yet. Let's dive right in. So uh, we're going to talk about the murder of 20-year-old Megan Barroso. Megan was born to Susan and Art Barroso on March 15th, 1981 in Ventura County, which is located in Southern California and where this whole story will take place. Her parents had divorced when she was just a child, but they uh, both stayed around the Ventura County area and Megan spent her childhood in Camarillo. She attended Adolfo Camarillo High School until the end of her junior year, and she spent her last year getting her diploma through a home study program. When Megan was 20 years old, she moved to Moore uh, Moore Park, excuse me, and this is where she rented an apartment with a couple of roommates while attending Moore Park College. On the night of July 4th, 2001, Megan had been hanging out with friends. So in one source, I found that Megan was celebrating with her friends for the holiday, uh, drinking milkshakes, and watching fireworks in Newberry Park. And another source, I found that she was uh, enjoying a barbecue with friends at uh, a beach in Oxnard. So I watched this documentary, um, and it's called All That, All That Glitters is Gold. And uh, her father stated in the documentary that she was uh, celebrating with friends in the beach area. So we're going to go with that. She was celebrating in the beach area. Either way, by 2.45 in the morning, Megan decided to go home, and she left the party alone. Unfortunately, she would never make it home that night. So on the morning of July 5th, 2001, just an hour and 10 minutes after she left her friend's house, Uh, Megan's car was found on New Los Angeles Avenue under Highway 23 in Moore Park. Her car was stopped on a concrete divider with a total of six gunshots to her car. Damn. Yeah, crazy. There was actually only five, um, what is it called? Uh, When you shoot the gun and the bullets? Bullet shells? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So I found that uh, there was only five bullet shells found on the scene, but there were six to her car. They also found a scrape on her driver's side door indicating that she may have been sideswiped. And so her car was still running. There was blood on the steering wheel, on the driver's seat, on the floor, and on her purse, uh, which investigators believe that she was actually trying to reach for her cell phone to call for help. Um, There's also a broken window, but Megan was nowhere in sight. Law enforcement put up a reward for any information leading to her disappearance, but nothing came up. So while on the search for Megan, the investigation took a turn when 30-year-old Vincent Sanchez from Simi Valley was arrested on July 26th or 27th on the suspicion of robbery. So while he was in jail, detectives got a call from an individual that uh, also resided in Simi Valley, explaining that he found a homemade video in uh, women's belongings in a bag in his roommate's trash can. Uh, Upon reviewing this videotape, he saw a man doing horrendous sexual acts on women, and he automatically knew that it was his roommate. The fuck? Yeah, disgusting. There's some bad stuff on this. Yeah. Authorities searched the house that Sanchez was renting. Uh, They came across a green jacket from the clothing store Gap. There was a bullet hole and blood located uh, 
on the jacket and it was in between two trash cans and it was later found that it was her jacket the same one that she was wearing the night that she had disappeared they all also located ak-47 under his bed damn yeah about a week after Sanchez's arrest, a search team with a cadaver dog located some skeletal remains found south of Simi Valley, which was 10 miles from where Megan was abducted. It was in a 50-foot ravine. The dental records, records did confirm that it was Megan Barroso. The Venturi County medical examiner determined that she died due to a single gunshot wound to her abdomen. So authorities were unable to determine whether she had been sexually assaulted or not because of how badly her body was decomposed because she was there for so long. And we're talking summer in Southern California, which can, you know, is hot. Yeah. We live in Southern yeah. California. <laughs> Some devil's butthole. <sighs> Gets hot. So, yeah, so she was found uh, also with no pants on. So that was kind of weird. Saying that, I mean, they couldn't determine whether she was sexually assaulted, but weird. So investigators ended up recreating the shooting by using lasers to determine where and how far the shooter was standing. So the theory to them uh, as to what happened that night is that Megan was driving on the highway. Uh, Sanchez sideswiped her and then got on the passenger side of her car and shot uh, into her back seat. So they think that Megan pulled off the freeway and is believed that Sanchez sped in front of her, blocking her path. And he eventually got out of his car, began shooting at about 60 feet away from her car. And with each shot that he shot at her car, she get, he got closer and closer. Um, what a fucking weirdo. Like, how bad child. do you want to, like, get this girl that you don't even know when you right? have to, looks like you, like a mobster hit on her. Yeah. Yeah. To what? child like i just i unbelievable um so he shot one shot in her hood three shots in her windshield and a final shot in her driver's side door which was the fatal shot that they believe um she was still alive when she was shot and ultimately slammed into the ravine but uh they think or sorry into the median when she slammed into the median but she had ultimately died in the ravine when she was placed there but that's what I was talking about earlier with the five shell casings left it there because they think that extra one was shot on the highway before she had reached her mm. ultimate place where her car ended. So Megan had actually rented that car the same day. And thankfully, the car was installed with a event data recorder, which the documentary that I had brought up before, uh, it related it to a black box that's on an airplane. So it's always on. So in the event that a vehicle is in a crash, it will record the previous five seconds of information on the car. So after the final shot to her driver's side door, her car hit the median, activating the data recorder. So it shows five seconds earlier that her car was at a complete stop after, getting off, after getting off the highway. After getting off the highway. Yeah. It came to a complete stop, probably where he got in his car and was shooting at her. So when he got closer and closer, she floored it. It shows that she floored her car. And she was trying to get away, probably trying to get her cell phone, try, try to call for help. And then her car hit the median, ultimately where he had grabbed her out of the car and he put her into his car. Um, so the scene was found, uh, one of her sandals was found inside of her car. And then one of her sandals was found right outside of her car. So authorities searched Sanchez's car and found that it had been totally clean. They did luminol testing and confirmed that the blood found in his car was her Megan's was matched to Megan. They also found tiny specks of red glitter in his car on the rifle. And it was the same glitter that was found in Megan's hair, her jacket, and in her car. So um, 
That night, the host of the party actually told authorities that she was sprinkling red glitter on everyone's head. And they actually confirmed that it was the same bottle, the same glitter that was found on Megan and in Sanchez's car and the rifle. And it was the same rifle that was believed to end Megan's life. In August of 2001, Sanchez was also found in the connection of 15 unsolved rapes in the area. Ugh, Fucking sick bastard. Seriously. Uh, so for the past five years, all these women were victims of the Simi Valley Rapists, which I have never heard of until I researched this. I've Insane. never heard of it either. Yeah. So he did admit to being the Simi Valley Rapist, but not the murder for Megan. He admitted to police that he would break into homes, get very young girls. Uh, usually he would like have a knife and he would threaten their fa- her family while raping her. Uh, or raping the young girls. Uh, he Sanchez ultimately pled guilty for the murder of Megan Barroso, and he was sentenced to death in November of 2003, two years after she was murdered. And he is currently on death row at the San Quentin State Prison. Still, right now? Yeah. Sentenced to death row and in, in 2003. 2003, and it's 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of this stuff takes a while. Tortured him for that long rather than sit there. Literally. So according to the Ventura County Star, Megan's mom stated that she was a very independent young woman. And I think most mothers would be proud of a daughter like her. I raised a good girl. Also, one of Megan's uh, best friends, Lindsay Gross, stated that she went out and bought all the music that Megan loved and that reminded her of her best friend. And according to findagrave.com, friends and family were to plant trees as a memorial for Megan at California State University Channel Islands, which is also located in Cario. Uh, so yeah, that's the story of Megan Barroso. I highly recommend the hour-long episode of uh, On Forensic Files that, it, that I mentioned earlier. The episode is called All That Glitters is Gold. Uh, Art Barroso, Megan's father, is part of the documentary, and he tells his daughter's story. It's very sad, but it's a, it's a good documentary. What a piece of shit. Yeah, disgusting. I cannot believe it. There's so many crimes that he committed from October 1991, like, all the way up until her death. It's unbelievable. Even, like, he hurt one of his uh, ex-girlfriend's daughters, and he went to jail for child for... Uh, went to, he went to jail for child abuse and stuff. Like he's just fucking disgusting. The shit, the amount of stuff that he did before he murdered this poor little girl. With an AK forty-seven, I can't get over that part. Yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Seriously. After Megan's death, they did um, start to look into another murder. Her name was Melinda Brown, and she was only nineteen years old, and she lived in Simi Valley. Uh, she was out bowling with her friends one night, and after leaving, she went to a gas station. At around 10 p.m., she called her dad, told her she was getting gas. She's on her way home, and she never never came home. And uh, two weeks later, her body was actually found by some hunters in a shallow grave, and she had one shot to her chest. Where was this? In Simi Valley, where she left from Simi Valley. Um so that's why they kind of, because he was Hunters from... Hunters found her? Yeah. see me somewhere? I don't know if that's... That's that, crazy. Is that a thing? You, you're a hunter more than... Yeah. It, that's what I... Mean, I that's the research that I found. Way behind there in the Los Padres, but I never... Maybe back in the day, 2001? I don't, I'm not, I'm not yeah, too two, sure. That's uh, crazy. 1998. It was 98? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's weird. That's crazy. Yeah, that's the research I found. Yeah, I, maybe I should look into <laughs> more of hunting in Simi Valley in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, 
they still cold case. They interviewed hundreds of people, people she went bowling with, people at the bowling alley, everything, the gas station. So they think this is in connection with him? It's, it might be related. That's what they, they opened up the investigation again. Or they didn't open it up because it's already been up. Uh, they just, based on the investigation of Megan, they kind of went back to Melinda Brown seeing if it might be related to Vincent Sanchez. But still a cold case, though. Wow. Yeah. Piece of shit. If he did that. That's it Sounds true. like That's he true. would. I mean, he's done so much in he was con- that whole area right there. Yeah. I think he got convicted of, like, over 75 charges of... of uh, he was convicted of all those charges. There's like 75 for, charges. For rape and yeah. assault. Mm-hmm. And ended up being 75 charges against him. That's crazy. 75 him. charges against you. So that's how many years did he go on committing all these different crimes? Murder. How many murders he probably did commit? True. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to admit to Megan's. He just admitted to being a rapist. While he just sits and waits for death row to hit. Yeah, exactly. Yup. Fucking disgusting. But at least they got justice for Megan. He's behind bars. But, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Sad story. Horrible story. I know. So um, thank you guys for listening to our first podcast. Yep. Uh, We're planning on uploading these every Monday for you guys. So I hope you guys tune in again and take another look into another story that we have for you guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Until you tune in next time to Gruesome and Unnatural. Stay safe out there, guys.